This is Church Alive's Teaching of the Week by Pastor Gene Amoson. For additional teachings or information about the church, go to churchalive.net. How many of y'all ready to get to the Word this morning? Anybody? Praise God. Well, hey, we are continuing our series that we're calling Forward in Faith uh, today. And in this series, we're looking at the father of our faith according to Galatians 3, and that's Abraham, of course. We realize whenever we look in the Word that obedience is required, faith is required to be able to receive all that God has for us, correct? First of all, you've got to have faith that God wants to bless you. You've got to have faith to be able to move towards your destiny. But I want you to understand this. Besides faith, there's also got to be action. There's also got to be obedience to be able to receive all that God has for you. And once again, we're focusing on Abraham in this series. And last week, we talked about the fact that moving forward in faith, it's going to involve a few different things. The first thing is is that we have to step out if we're going to move forward in our faith. You've got to be the person that takes the first step. God's not going to make you take that first step. He's not going to push you out, but you. Somebody say me. I have to be the one that takes the first step. Uh, In addition to that, we talked about there are times whenever there's a little bit of stepping around that takes place. Maybe a bit of a detour. Maybe you're in a bit of a holding pattern. Because whenever you step out, you don't always step into the destiny that God has for you. Sometimes there's a season. Normally, there's a season. Amen? Uh, and, And so with that say, you'll step out. Sometimes you're stepping around. But you will eventually, if you stick with God, if you have faith... If you walk in obedience, you will eventually step in. And that's what we want to do. We want to step into our Canaan. We want to step into our destiny. Come on, somebody. That's where we want to get to. So today, as we're kicking off part two of this series, I want to start off by just saying this. Moving forward in faith, it requires separation. It requires separation. Now, as believers, I want you to know we need to be separated from some things. As believers, we need to be separated from the world. We may be in it, but we're not of it. Come on, somebody. Uh, As believers, we need to be separated from some people. Come on. Uh, As believers, we need to be separated from our past. How many of y'all, you got a past and you want to leave it in the rearview mirror, right? You want to be done with that. And that's what needs to happen. We need to be separated from some things as believers. And there's a word that we've all heard before called holiness And a lot of times people think about the word holiness and maybe they think about a denomination or maybe how some people dress. But whenever you look at the word holiness, it simply means that it's to be set apart. It's to be separate. And that's what we're supposed to be doing as believers. That should be our goal. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, which is holy is your name. Now, our God's holy, and we need to be striving to be holy, walk in holiness as well. We need to be separated as believers, right? God's uncommon. He's separate, and we need to be like him. In 2 Corinthians 6, 17, I love this. The Apostle Paul says, you need to come out from among them, come out from among the rest, and be separate. Need to be separate. So God's called us to separate ourselves from the world. And whenever you look at scripture, it shows us that God actually regularly calls us to be separate. We see it in the word though, like for instance, he called Noah 
to be separate, right? He called Noah to be righteous. He separated Israel to himself. Uh, God separated King David to himself. The tribe of Judah, he separated to himself. He even separated Jesus to himself. And as we're seeing in this series, he separated Abraham to himself. And I want you to know right now, he's separating the church unto himself as well. So God wants us to be separate. That's his desire for us to be separate from the world, to be holy, to live lives that are pure. And I want you to know what we can live lives that are holy. It's not impossible. Amen. Our Christian walk should be one of separation, actually. And whenever people hear that we're Christians, I need to tell somebody this today. They should never be surprised. If you've ever mentioned that you're a Christian and they say, really? Can I go ahead and tell you, we got to work on you just a little bit. We got to work on you just a little bit, right? Uh, The world shouldn't be surprised whenever they hear that we're believers. They should see us and say, you know what? Something's different about them. And that just, of course, opens the door for us to tell them all about our Savior, right? But they should know it. But the truth is, is that many people who claim they know the Lord don't act like they know the Lord. They're living like the people who don't know the Lord. They say the same things. They act the same way. They consume the same things. They watch the same things. But they claim to be Christians. I'm going to ask you a question today. Are you Christ-like in how you live? If we were to just do a quick evaluation of our life and the way that we act around other people who may or may not know the Lord, are they seeing Christ inside of us? But we should continually be drawing closer to the Lord and living as the Word of God says. Come on, somebody. That's what we need to do. We need to be willing to separate from the things that are keeping us from being more like Jesus. It's that sanctification process to where every day we're constantly moving forward and getting closer and closer, looking more and more like Jesus. That's what we all need to be doing. Amen. And we're not going to be perfect. How many of y'all know that? Amen. None of us are going to be perfect. I sure am not perfect. Regina tell you our elders are not perfect. But I want you to understand this. Just saying to yourself, well, I can't be perfect is never an excuse to sin. It's never an excuse to live like the world. It's never an excuse to live like the people you know who don't even know the Lord. And you don't just say, well, you know what? Just grace. He'll forgive me. So I'll just live however I want. No, 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 no. If you're serious about your relationship with God, you're all in for him. And you're trying to look like him. Come on, somebody. So as we saw last week, Abraham was called to an unfamiliar place. God said, Abraham, it's time to go. And I just need you to start moving, Abraham. And Abraham didn't even know where the Lord was going to take him, but he had to take that first step. And whenever he stepped out, he indeed did some stepping around. But because of his obedience, he saw that he was blessed. God just continually blessed him. That's what ended up taking place. We see that his flocks, for instance, increased. His finances increased. Anything that Abraham touched, it it increased and he was blessed. And he had a nephew by the name of Lot who was with him. And Lot was traveling with him. And because Lot was with his favored uncle Abraham, Lot was blessed as well. But Abraham realized that there had to be a separation that was going to take place because there started to be a little bit of friction between he and Lot. Anybody ever had friction with somebody before? Anybody ever had friction with a relative before? 
It could, <laughs> yeah, it could take place, Gator. But there was a little bit of friction there, and so there had to be a separation. And so today we're going to talk about separating from what? And I believe probably all of us in here, we have a lot that we need to separate from. So let's look real quick at four characteristics of Lot, just to kind of get this thing going real quick. First of all, Lot brings chaos and strife in your life. Lot will bring chaos and strife in your life. There was this constant tension between Abraham and Lot. We even see it between the men who worked for both of them. They were not getting along. There was this tension there. And as you grow closer to the Lord, I want you to understand there's going to be times whenever you're going to see that there's a tension between you and others in your life. As you grow closer to the Lord, there's going to be some tension between you and others. And the truth is it's because they're on a different page and you're at a new place with the Lord and they don't quite understand it. And turmoil and drama can come as a result of it. Some of you have experienced this, like you've had an encounter with God and your life's never been the same. And so your priorities have changed. And all of a sudden, some of your friends from the past, they look at you and it's just like, what, are you too good for us now? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Like all of a sudden you're holy now, aren't you? There will be a bit of a tension there from time to time. And you know what? That's a lot in your life. It can come though, whenever folks aren't on the same page as you. The second thing is this, is that lot blinds you from taking your next step, from taking your next step. Abraham was going towards the place that God had for him, but actually he was in that stepping around phase. He wasn't exactly sure where he was supposed to go because he had this distraction in his life and it was blinding Abraham from taking his next step. We're going to see it in just a minute. It's possible for us to get bogged down and unable to see what the Lord has for us next whenever we have a lot in our life. And maybe you were just cruising forward in your walk with God, but then you got involved with something, you got involved with someone, and you've just not moved forward. Well, it's because you may have a lot in your life that you need to let go. The third thing is this, is that lot keeps you from hearing God's voice. Will keep you from hearing God's voice. Whenever God's speaking, but you aren't listening and you're not being obedient, there may be a time to where it gets a little quiet. How many of y'all have ever told your kids something so many times after a while you just finally got quiet? You got tired of just telling people that weren't listening. Y'all ever been there before? He may just kind of get a little bit quiet on you. And I want you to know the ball's in your court at that point because you've got a distraction in your life that's preventing you from hearing God and it's called lot. And so if you want to be able to hear clearly from God, you need to get that out of your life, that distraction out of your life because it's hindering your sensitivity to hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life. The fourth thing is this, lots of freeloader. And we're going to sit here just for a minute. Lot is a freeloader. How many of y'all get frustrated with freeloaders sometimes? Lot was prosperous. Why? Because he was hanging out with Abraham. That's the reason he was prosperous. But he was actually draining Abraham is what he was doing. You see, he was receiving the benefit, but it was taking a toll on Abraham. On God-fearing, wonderful, father of our faith, Abraham. Lot was freeloading. He was riding his coattails. And there's times whenever we have people in our life that will just 
freeload off of us. Let, let me just explain. And I'm not even just talking about like freeloading money off of you and that sort of thing and always wanting handouts. I'm not even talking about that. There's a time whenever we may have to carry people for a little, time, for a little while in our life. Y'all remember the story of the four men that had a friend and they wanted to get them, they wanted to get their friend in front of Jesus because he was paralyzed. So what'd they do? They're such good men and they so wanted to see their friends or their friend healed that they literally get on a roof, knock a hole through the roof, get this guy down in front of Jesus. Jesus addresses his paralysis on the inside before he ever addresses his paralysis on the outside. Anyway, the guy's healed, right? But they had to carry their friend for a while. They were having to carry that guy. And some of y'all here, and we've walked through it before, we've had people in our life that they had a paralysis themselves, and so we had to carry them for a season. But I want you to understand, there is a time where you have to let that person walk on their own. Because there are lots who are freeloaders. And sometimes people who have a past, who have done some foolish things, you start to carry them, you start to minister to them, you start to provide for them, you start to do this, that, and the other, and then they just get into a place of just receiving, and honestly, they're enjoying it, and they don't want to get better. They don't want to walk on their own. And so we've had to counsel people before, like, you've got to let them walk on their own, amen? But I also want to go to another place, too, because a lot of times whenever you begin to get to the place of having to set them free, if you will, and say, you've got to walk on your own, sometimes they don't want to walk on their own because you have been supporting them through all of this, and so then manipulation kicks in. So then all of a sudden, well, if I don't have you, then I'm going to fall back into my old sin. I'm going to fall back into uh, addiction. And then all of a sudden you're getting messages from like, you've got to pray for me. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it's a thing of manipulation because they don't want to walk on their own. I may do something stupid. I may hurt myself. They have to walk on their own at some point because I want you to understand, I've seen a lot of really good hearted people in this church that they want to help people, but it is draining them emotionally it's affecting them. It's affecting your relationship with your spouse, with your kids, because you keep investing into these people and with your time, your resources and everything else. But they truthfully don't want to get better. Come on, somebody. And I know that's not the case for everybody, right? Can we just go ahead and say that? But there are times, and you may have somebody in your life who's a lot that it's just like, you know what? I, I love you, but you got to begin to walk on your own. You've got to begin to walk on your own, right? So lots of freeloader. But I want you to get this right here in Genesis 13, starting in verse 14. It says, And the Lord said to Abraham after Lot had separated from him. This is great. Listen. And the Lord said to Abraham after Lot had separated from him, Look, as far as you can see in every direction, north and south, east and west, I'm giving you all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction for I am giving it to you. Did y'all get the first line in that scripture that we just started to read? It says, and the Lord said to Abraham after Lot had separated from him. That's key, right? So whenever we look at this, we see that God truly blessed Abraham 
at another level whenever he cut Lot loose. God didn't give all of this to Abraham while Lot was still connected to Abraham. So it seems to show that God's blessings for Abraham were actually delayed by the presence of Lot in his life. The blessings, the full blessings of Abraham were delayed because of the presence of Lot in his life. How many of you guys want to get rid of the Lot in your life so that you can get everything that God's got for you? Come on, anybody? So, so what lots might we have preventing us from getting to our Canaan? From receiving God's full blessing that he has for us. So we're going to look real quick at who Lot is. What can be a lot in our life? And there's five different things. First of all, Lot can be a person. Lot can be a person. It can be old friends. It can be old classmates, co-workers. It can even be some relatives. Sometimes we feel this loyalty, you know, maybe because we've known somebody for so long. Maybe we had a special experience with them, you know, just some good old memories. And we feel like we need to keep them close to us and we just continue to have, you know, relationship with them and friendship with them. And that's fine, but maybe we don't need to be with them that much. I don't know about y'all, but, but I had a friend from college that was never the best influence whenever I was around him. Anybody been there before? Even the pastor's kid, whenever I was around him, like I just didn't act the way I should because of this friend that was around. And I love him to death, but Regina and I were talking a little while back. The last time I, I, I was on the phone with him, it's just like, man, we are on completely different pages in our life. And I told her, I'm like, you know, I just feel like there's a separation that's come. But you can have relationships from the past that really aren't that great. And it's not beneficial for you. Lot is often someone who's normally selfish and normally carnal. By the way, this can be a boyfriend. This can be a girlfriend. Um, I pray it's not your spouse that's sitting next to you. <laughs> if so, that's awkward. Um, if that person is getting you to do things that you know are wrong, I want you to understand that's a lot and you need to let them go. Come on, if you're dating somebody and you know that you're doing things that you're not supposed to do and they're pressuring you, you need to let that person go. Amen? Young folks. Abraham loved Lot. Understand, it was his nephew. But he had to let him go. And even later on, we see that Abraham prayed for Lot. We see that Abraham actually rescued Lot. He loved him, but there had to be some distance put in between the two of them. Paul addresses the church at Corinth whenever someone was in sin. And he says this in 1 Corinthians 5, starting in verse 6. He says, don't you realize that this sin is like a little yeast that spreads throughout the whole batch of dough? Get rid of this old yeast by removing this wicked person from among you. Then you will be like a fresh batch of dough made without yeast, which is what you really are. Paul was saying, listen, you've got someone in your midst. It's a bad situation. If you want to get right, then you've got to remove that. And so we can apply that to our lives. What is it in our life that we need to remove? What person is it in our life that we need to remove who could be a lot in our life? Paul speaking to his spiritual son, Timothy, in 2 Timothy 2.22, he says, run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Pursue righteous living, 
faithfulness, love, and peace. By the way, pursue people who live righteously. Come on, somebody. Who walk in love, who walk in peace. Amen? Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Now, some of you may say, Gene, if I get rid of all these people that you're talking about in my life, I won't have any friends. <laughs> First of all, you're surrounded by people that are nothing like that in this room. Amen? You've got friends. God's going to provide for you. And I'm going to go ahead and just tell you, you need people that are surrounding you that are going to build you up, not tear you down. People that are going to encourage you. People that are optimistic, full of hope, full of faith, and not negative. Come on now. Because how many of y'all know, whenever you get around your friends that, that don't know the Lord, it's just negative conversation. Can we all be honest? It gets old after a while, doesn't it? Come on, get yourself surrounded by people that are full of faith and hope, like what are sitting around you right now. The second thing a lot can be is a lifestyle, a way of living. I want you to know you can be saved, but you can also be carnal at the same time. It shouldn't be that way. Whenever you come to the Lord, our behaviors should change. Whenever we come to the Lord, we should be different. Come on, somebody. Whenever we come to the Lord, it's not just trying to get some kind of insurance policy to keep us out of hell, but we still keep living like hell. That's not the way it's supposed to be. There should be a difference in how we live. You need to be very careful what you expose yourself to. You need to be very careful of who you are around. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you right now, there is so much trash being thrown at us, and we call it entertainment. It's media. We really need to be drawing the line and saying we're not getting into any of this mess. <clears throat> I don't know if you've noticed, but probably most everybody in Mississippi owns a Bible. Maybe not everybody, but we're in the buckle of the Bible belt, right? Probably most everybody says that they have a Bible. But I believe everybody in the state of Mississippi has a Netflix account. Except for the Amazons. We have allowed so much trash into our lives in the form of what we watch on a phone, we watch on a computer, we watch on a TV. And we feel like since we're paying for it, then we've got to use it. But if we were to be honest, all the Netflix original mess is straight trash. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. And all of a sudden, we're letting our children hear things, see things that our parents never would have even thought about letting us hear and letting us see. Come on, we're called to be separate. We're called to live, live lives that are holy lives. We've got to be careful what we expose ourselves to. Whenever Lot and Abraham separated... Abraham said, Lot, just choose whichever land you want. And so Lot chose the land near Sodom, near a place that was nothing but wicked. And here's the thing. Lot wanted to choose a place that pleased him, that was comfortable, that was a lifestyle that he enjoyed, but he totally didn't consider the consequences that would come as a result. As a result of it, he almost lost his wife. I'm sorry, he almost lost his life, did lose his wife because of that decision to get near Sodom. These things can destroy us. Quit playing around with sin, somebody. Quit playing around with it. Well, Gene, everybody does it. Seriously? We're better than that. God's called us to another level. To live holy lives, amen? Get rid of it, amen? 2 Corinthians 7, 1 says, Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves. Somebody say cleanse ourselves. From everything that can defile our body or spirit. And let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. 
let us work towards complete holiness. Hebrews 12.1, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Let us strip it off. Everything that slows us down, especially, especially, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. As your pastor, I'm going to go ahead and hit you straight. I don't care what your friends are doing. I don't care what your family's doing. God's called every one of you to live at a higher level. Amen? God's got great plans for you. Don't let this mess get you off track. Don't let all of this get you off track. I want you to understand, Abraham and Lot both knew the Lord. But only one legacy was talked about in the Word of God. And it was the one who stuck with God. It was the one who was separated, who lived a holy life before God Almighty, and that's Abraham, amen? Understand, we reach out to the world, we reach out to our friends that don't know the Lord, and we minister to them. But we're not called to live that way. Number three is lot can be incorrect beliefs or incorrect thinking. Incorrect beliefs or incorrect things. Sometimes believers, they just kind of have some incorrect assumptions about the Lord or maybe some incorrect beliefs. And there's times whenever I've talked to people that have uh, maybe prayed the sinner's prayer and, and they've been in church just a little while, maybe they just have questions, you know, does God really love me? Yes, he does. He does. You know, what about this whole Holy Spirit thing? It's just weird. The Holy Spirit's God, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they're three in one. I don't like it whenever people call the Holy Spirit weird because they're calling my God weird. Amen. Be careful. You know, miracles, they don't happen anymore. That's incorrect thinking. That's incorrect beliefs. You know, they wonder, is everything in this Bible true? I, I get hit with this on a regular basis. Like, do you really think that happened? If it's between this cover and this cover, it happened, right? By the way, at Church Alive, if it's between this cover and this cover, we believe it. Somebody say amen. The full gospel, we believe it. You know, did God really create the world? How did it happen? Yes, he created the world because it's in the word of God. You know, is there actually a heaven or a hell? Yeah. Two seconds after your last breath, you're going to know it too. You're going to know it. But whenever you have these, I want you to understand these incorrect ways of thinking or beliefs, you're not going to be able to hear from God and you're going to struggle because you're not thinking right. And I just want to encourage you today, you need to get past that unbelief and I want you to understand this is God's love letter to you. In this, you see how amazing our God is. In this, you see how much he loved you. In this, you see how you can live a life that's blessed and victorious. And I just want to tell you, go all in for God. In this, this right here, every word of it's for you. Every word of it's applicable for today. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. First Corinthians 18, 21. It says, then Elijah stood in front of them and said this. How much longer will you waver, hobbling between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, you need to follow him. I just want to tell somebody today, some of you may need to determine, what are you going to do? As Joshua said to the people right before they inhabited the land, 
He said, you need to choose today who you're going to serve. You need to choose today who you're going to serve. Come on, if we believe God for salvation, if we believe that Jesus went to the cross for us, then we got to believe every word that he wrote to us. Amen? Come on, make a decision today. God, we believe every word that you've said in this Bible right here. I want you to understand God's real. He's real and he operates Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is for your benefit. The Holy Spirit's for my benefit. I want you to understand there is a real heaven and there is a real hell. And heaven is for us as his children, amen? As long as we have a relationship with him. I want you to understand that God Almighty loves you. But he loves you so much that he doesn't want you to stay the same. He loves you so much that he wants you to get better and better and look more and more and more and more like him, like Romans 8 talks about. Don't waver, but y'all confirm what you believe, amen? The fourth thing that a lot can be is a job or activities. Too many people are putting their work, too many people are putting their activities in front of the Lord, even putting it in front of family at times. They're putting it in front of kingdom work. And so they've got a lot in their life. They've got a lot in their life. Man, I want to go ahead and just tell you this. There's more to life than just making money. I know we're providers. We've got to be the priests of our home. We feel that we've got to provide for our home, and we do. We need to take care of our family, right? But at the same time, sometimes we have this mentality of more, 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 whenever we really don't have to have more, more, more. Our family needs us sometimes more than they need a bigger savings account. But as a result, whenever we're going after more, 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 we're not focused on that, what's important. Matthew 6, one of our jams here at Church Live, seek first the kingdom of God, live righteously, and I'll take care of all your needs is what the Lord tells us in that verse. Seek my kingdom, live righteously, and you don't have to worry is what that promise says to us. Come on, somebody needs to write that down and that needs to be your jam this week. Matthew 6, 33. Activities are good. Too many times these activities have us hanging with people that, well, we're on a different page with, right? We're on completely different pages. Are they a good influence? Are they encouraging you? Are they pulling you down? That can be a lot in your life. The last thing that a lot can be today is baggage. This can be an old soul tie, a connection with someone. This can be unforgiveness. Or this can even be shame as well. Just so you know, the Word of God tells us that we must. I need somebody to say must. We must forgive. If you're walking in unforgiveness today, I want you to understand that will prohibit you from walking in everything that God has for you. We know that Jesus went to the cross and he took care of all of our sins, past, present, future, right? How many times have we sinned? How many times have we broken his heart and every time he's faithful to forgive us? And in the same way that he's faithful to forgive us, we truly have to be able to forgive people as well. 
Maybe you're walking in shame. Maybe you believe the lie of the enemy that you're not worthy to be loved by God. That shame needs to go today, amen? Because the enemy is using that to make you feel like you can't approach God. The enemy is using that to make you feel like you can't grow further in the Lord. And he's going ahead and he's convinced you that you're not going to receive what God has for you. That's a lot in your life that needs to go as well. Cut it off and go forward. What baggage do you need to get rid of today? So moving forward in faith, y'all, it requires separation. It requires separation. Can you stand with me today? So as we're thinking this morning, if everyone will just bow their heads, close your eyes, I want you to just have a moment. Let the Holy Spirit just speak to you today. Based on what we've talked about this last 25, 30 minutes. What lots do you have in your life? Is it a person? Is it a way of living? Is it some incorrect beliefs? Is there some baggage? Has it got to do with your work, your activities? What are some things that maybe it's time to draw some boundaries, maybe create some separation between you and those things or those people? Understand if you want to receive all that God's got for you, it's going to be in the same way that it was with Abraham. After Abraham separated from Lot, the word tells us, the Lord spoke to him and he revealed everything that he had for him. He saw his blessings after he let those things go, after he let Lot go. Again, Hebrews 12 one says, let us strip aside every weight that's hindering us the unhealthy relationships, the things we're involved in, the things that we're consuming that aren't of God. Why? So that we can run our race, so that we can move forward in all that He has for us. Whenever I kicked off the service today, I mentioned 2 Corinthians 6. I want you to check out the screen today. I want us to just look at this together. I mentioned verse 17, but we're going to start at verse 14. I want you to see this. This is a word for us today. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? In what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple Everybody hear me. You are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Verse 17. Therefore, come out. Come on. Somebody say come out. Come out from among them and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you, and I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Come on right now, the things that the Holy Spirit
Spirit revealed to you just a second ago. I want you to just, can we just do this? Can we just stretch our hands out like this? Lord, we're giving these to you. Father, today as a sign that, Lord, these things, these people, these lifestyles, God, whatever it is, Lord, we're giving these to you. And Father, today we're saying that we're letting them go. Because God, we want everything that you have in store for us. Lord, as we've looked at Abraham, God, we realize that to receive everything that you have for us, God, the destiny that you want us, Lord, to walk in, God, the purpose for our lives, God, we've got to do some separation, God, we've got to live in holiness, God, we've got to walk in purity. And so, Father, today, we say today, come on, we all need to say this together. We need to just make this decision. Lord, we're letting it go. Father, we're letting them go today. God, because of what you're going to do in our lives from our obedience. God, because of how you'll bless us. God, because of the change that it will make in our family from generation to generation. So, Father, today, we're letting these things go. God, we're going to live lives that are separate. Father, we give you all the praise. Thank you again for listening to Church Alive's Teaching of the Week with Pastor Gene Amoson. We invite you to join us for our Sunday morning worship service every Sunday at 10 o'clock or learn more at churchalive.net.